Bowman here from BW1, and welcome to the pilot episode of the Big Three Podcast. So you're wondering what the Big Three Podcast is. Basically, it's going to start off as a solo podcast, just me on here. And it's going to be basically three big topics that are either going on in the tech, gaming, social lifestyle. I'm going to kind of mix it up as much as I kind of can here. We'll see where the podcast takes us. And it's not necessarily going to be most popular things or maybe something that's hot right now. It's just three big topics I have maybe some thoughts on that I just want to bring up to you guys, talk about and start some discussion. So you notice this is a podcast, so you're probably not used to listening to me on audio only, uh, but never fear, we are recording video at the same time. So uh, for you, those that are used to seeing me on YouTube, I will have this sort of chopped up, up and available as we go through each one of the topics. I'll post these on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, we're going to upload the video, um, excuse me, the audio podcast to SoundCloud because that seems to be sort of the best place to kind of do podcasting. I kind of like their application and sort of how they embed video, embed uh, audio. I'm so used to doing video, embed audio onto uh, pages and such. So we'll start off there and we'll see kind of where it goes. But this is going to be the big three and we're just going to see where it's going to go from here. So let's start off with uh, topic number one. Why so many messengers? So this topic I want to talk about here is about some some stuff that I heard from Google I.O. We know they had a big, you know, big um, press conference, a big convention, a conference that happened this week. I believe it's still kind of going on. It might have been just wrapping up now, but they announced a few things out of Google I.O. on the first day. Uh, a lot of things based on Android and so, such as things such as Google Home, sort of their sort of their competitor to Alexa. We know that's sort of coming out. I don't want to talk about that so much, but really I want to talk about the messengers. That's the big thing that got announced here that I think is kind of troubling a little bit or confusing the market. So Google adding basically two new messenger platforms, the basic communication platforms to the many that they already have. They have a total of five communication platforms here. So um, let's talk about sort of each one of these and you can understand where I'm confused here. Let's start off with the new ones. First is Allo. Allo is a messaging application that's pretty much seems to be a WhatsApp competitor. It's uh, mobile only. It's built specifically to use uh, sort of um, just your phone number, very similar to how WhatsApp works. It's supposed to use uh, sort of natural language processing AI features. So it's sort of one of those things where it has that AI assistant that can kind of predict uh, what you're going to say next. It can kind of read photos as, as, as I saw through the demo and it can kind of recognize if it's a dog and kind of give you a predictive text or something to say. You can just tap on real quickly to just kind of speak speak that or rather say that message to someone. Um, it's pretty cool. Interesting. And uh, doesn't require a Google account. It's uh, number only, like they said. It's one-on-one -on -one communication. It doesn't have any sort of group chat or anything like that. Uh, from what I'm seeing right now, but but it, that could change. I, we, we won't know until much later. But um, that's just one another messaging application. And then you have Duo after that. Duo is their video one-to-one -one communication that's mobile only that works directly between phone to phone to give you high quality uh, video conferencing. Interesting uh, concept. It supposedly uses WebRTC for, uh, but basically that's the real-time communication and it's supposed to work on uh, Wi-Fi and cellular and be able to hand off between the two. It's uh, supposed to be really high quality. One of the cool things that it was that um, when you call someone, it actually sort of previews the video a little bit to kind of give you sort of a, a look at who's calling you, which is pretty interesting. It seems to be sort of that Snapchat, Periscope, I don't want to say the competitor, competitor directly because 
it isn't a uh it isn't really a social network so much but it's interesting that they're putting that out there and those are pretty much the two new ones and then you have some of the old ones that we already have here that they could be using what's in these two to kind of improve and fix a lot of things in some of these old ones first is hangouts which is what every which they moved everyone to which i've never liked really in the name hangouts i'll get into that a little bit later but um hangouts is their three-year-old messaging platform probably a lot of you use this this is where you can do um text-based chat group chats you can send pictures you can do video chats all those sort of cool things all built into it you can actually do sms messaging as well too so you can access your sms app on your phone it works on desktops browsers every which way anywhere you are any device your messages can kind of sync across all of them you can do data uh, data calling through wi-fi as well too um, using the hangouts dialer application and that's sort of been their big major messenger that they've had out for a while now and it's interesting that, that that's what they kind of push everyone to. They even pretty much dropped Google Talk or yeah, really you know, Google Talk. A lot of people call it the G chat that were using it in sort of Gmail. And if, while you can still use it in there, they kind of made this hangout platform to kind of this all encompassing thing. And it's while it's good and it does some good things and I like using Hangouts, it definitely has some of its flaws, um, especially if you do Hangouts on air. Um, if you see us on uh, Border Works channel, we do the weekly and some of the other uh, stuff we do on there. Definitely check us out. Check us out when we join with them. They do. Um, uh, we do the uh, weekly and we also do uh, Game of Thrones as well, too, right after the episode has uh, finished. It. But if you look at the quality of that, that is one of the worst qualities that you could see in terms of uh, video quality hangouts on air. It's really, really bad. It's one of the reasons why we're doing a podcast the way we're doing it here. We're not doing a hangout weekly because I really don't like the video quality and the quality audio that comes from that. It just doesn't quite make sense. And I got good audio stuff here that I really good quality equipment. I really want to show how good that is. But Nevertheless, that's that's Hangouts in and of itself. And I never liked the Hangouts name so much. I wish it, they would go back to either calling it Google Talk or G Chat, Google Chat, Android Chat. Something that's just a little bit more catchy that people will kind of say a little bit more of. But that's Hangouts that they have there. So we're already at three. Then they have the basic text messaging application just called Messenger that they came out with not too long ago. That's their carrier messenger service. It uses SMS, MMS, and it's supposed to be using some sort of rich communication service. So it can do sort of group messaging, voice calls, file sharing, all that sort of things right out of the box. I think it was kind of directly meant for those devices that may not be Google Play certified, but giving them a, a quality messenger for people that may not want to sign up for some, for a Google a Google account to get into Hangouts, but have a good messenger application on Android. It's pretty cool. I actually really liked using that one. Um, I, I switched to pretty much using Hangouts for everything because you can do the desktop uh, with it and be able to message right from your computer, which is something I use a lot of. But they have that. And don't forget, also, they have Google Voice as well, too, which is their fifth one, because while Google Voice can be integrated in Hangouts, essentially, and they essentially destroy Google Voice to force everyone into Hangouts a little bit. If you can, if you still, you can use Google Voice separately with that very old, I think, that application from Ice Cream Sandwich days is still around, and you can use it if you want to, and it does work. It just doesn't make a lot of sense where it Five messages here. They did also announce Spaces, but Spaces is sort of more of a social network. It's sort of sort of group chat for specific topics, and it's group sharing more so. So I think that's attacking things at a bit of a different angle than putting out another social network for whatever reason. They want to keep 
banging away at this, but that's five different messengers on top of everyone already using regular text messaging. You have Facebook Messenger, which is pretty popular. You have people on iMessage on iPhones. You have, uh, you know, you I think you have Telegram's another one. People use Snapchat. People use uh, Instagram DM, Twitter DMs. There's so many different messenger protocols. There's, I think Kick is still around. I remember I used to use that a little, not too long ago. Kick is around, probably still, and still a lot of people using that. And I uh, also have the ones uh, overseas. I think it's WeChat and a couple others that are out there. And then you have the big one in WhatsApp. I don't understand Google's strategy of putting so many of these out here and not trying to improve the ones that they already have. I think the reason that you have so many successful messengers such as WhatsApp. And even Facebook Messenger is pretty successful as well, too, although they're leveraging their, their Facebook to do that, even though I think you don't need Facebook now to actually use Messenger. And Facebook does on WhatsApp, but they're already big before that even that even happened, before they even bought them, is consistency. WhatsApp is really popular because the company that developed it, even before Facebook got it, is consistent with providing a quality experience and continuing to fixing, continuing to tweak things, continuing to add things and keep the core service and experience very, very good. Uh, Facebook is the same way as well, too. They, they, they are obviously leveraging the fact that they have the largest social network in the world, um, but it's very easy to use Messenger. Um, I remember at one point they used to be able to put text messaging in it. They saw that it didn't work. They yanked it out, focused on their specific messaging. They have added things such as uh, different sort of GIF supports they, they, to try to predict, I think, emojis and you know, sort of GIFs and stickers as well, too. You can send money through it as well, too. You can do video chat. You can have all these things within it, and it actually works pretty well. They have different little groups as well, too, but they focus on giving you a quality application kind of all together with it. But... That's why that's where, where they are. Same thing with Snapchat, even though that's a little bit different. Twitter, same way people were kind of used to using DMs, even though it's a character limit. Um, Instagram, the same way. It, it's just they're all focused at giving you a core quality experience and continuing to, to uh, increase that while adding more features into that while not disturbing the core experience. Google isn't doing that with any applications. They, they started to do that with Hangouts uh, somewhat. And started to really give people a lot of good things, but then they kind of, you know, there, there's, there's obviously some issues with syncing from time to time. The video chat while offline is good. If you try to do it on YouTube through Hangouts on Air, like I said before, is absolutely terrible. Sometimes the voice calling is not as good over Wi-Fi, not as great as it should be. Um, you know, there's a lot of the things that, uh, you know, stuff that Allo and Duo could have been integrated into Hangouts and got more people doing. They can easily make Hangouts not have to require a Google account for people to use that, which would open it up even more. And I, I feel like Hangouts is sort of that iMessage competitor for Android. And it was already doing the things that iMessage was doing long before it came out, even when it was just Google Talk. It was already doing these things. And it seems like they just kind of said, well, let's just rip this here, create this brand new thing, semi-update it, and then kind of keep it in this perpetual beta. While people like it, they're not really giving full features and the full attention I think it deserves. And they're just throwing out messages in here, which I think is going to more confuse the audience out there. Um, out of them all, I think do, I mean, Allo will probably be the one people might check out a little bit and kind of see because of the AI features, but that's something they could really put in a hangout. And I think they'll eventually will do that. And um, well, I'm not complaining about them giving free services. That's fine. It's just that it gets to a certain point where, why don't you improve the services that people really, really like? People really like Hangouts. It might not be the number one everyone's using, but you can get it there by including more features, including things that you see out of Allo and, and Duo and such. And it seems like Google's sort of 
off the mark here with this. I'm not quite sure where they're going with it. Uh, let me know what you guys think on that, but I, I really would wish they would kind of shrink the number of messengers down. So I really don't know how well Allo and Duo are going to do when they finally release later, uh, I think later in the summer this year. All right, with that said, let's go ahead and get into uh, topic number two. Second topic, modular phones. Is this where we really want to go? So the big sort of kickoff this year is it looks like we're finally getting to the modular design phones. We've seen that with the LG G5 and its modular design, able to add sort of a high-end speaker, a camera uh, module as well to it, and a couple other different things you can add to it, extended battery and such. Um, we've seen some things from uh, Motorola that's been uh, leaked recently. But before we get into that, let's talk about some of the things that Motorola kind of put out where I, I think this what they may be coming out with may be a little bit confusing sort of in this whole realm of modular phones they did just announce this week the uh lenovo moto g4 uh sort of series of phones that's where lenovo sort of going with it sort of keeping the moto name and it's essentially the name of the phone line that they have while lenovo is obviously the company that bought motorola so it's just called moto now so they have three phones is the g4 play uh the uh, the normal g4 and the g4 plus they uh, pretty much come with all similar specs on it um all, all are gonna have android 6.0 marshmallow uh the the g4 play sort of the low-end one with a five inch uh 720p display snapdragon 410 processor 8 megapixel rear camera 5 megapixel front camera 16 gigabytes of storage micro sd card two gigabytes of ram inside of a 2000 milliamp hour battery that's obviously your entry level device that you're sort of bringing in into that one that's like the base right there i'm not quite sure on the pricing but obviously that one's not going to be too expensive uh then we go into the standard g4 itself that comes with a 5.5 inch full hd display uh, it also has snapdragon 617 processor 13 megapixel camera 5 megapixel uh, front face of camera 13 on the rear, 16 and 32 gigabyte storage options, micro SD card support, two gigabytes of RAM, 2000 milliamp hour battery. One of his extra feature is the turbo charging that they've included in that. And that's also going to support modal maker as well too. Uh, supposedly the tur turbo charging get about six hours of battery life and under uh, 15 minutes at, at, at what they kind of say with that. Um, interesting uh, enough there with that one i want to see how well that works um not, not that i'm doubting it but I, I i i'm interested 15 minutes and six hours of battery that's pretty impressive they can pull that off then you have the plus version of the g4 plus pretty much same display specs inside it has two gigabyte and four gigabyte ram options 16 30 64 gigabyte storage options with micro sd card support the uh camera on the rear is a 16 megapixel you bump they bump it up from 13 on that one same uh battery 3000 milliamp hours it also has a uh, turbo uh, quick charging and modal maker support and has a fingerprint reader on the front as well too so they've added a fingerprint sensor there interesting place to put it i think they would put it kind of on the back where the moto logo is it seems to look it seems to make a little bit more sense but that's where they're going to put it there uh for now i uh, just wanted to run through that that's kind of what they put out there which is a, already enough a confusing mix of sort of mid-range phones from from them you would think they'd only make them one or two but they got sort of really weird family it, it seems like it may work in the countries that it'll get released and i think it's coming here to the u.s or be available to order off the website in the u.s later this, this summer uh if you want to grab that but really what it is, is about Lenovo and sort of the new Moto X or what they might be calling the Moto Z, kind of taking the Z name from the Vibe Z phones that they, they have put out before. Now, 
that's supposed to be the modular phone that they're going to be kind of coming out with. And it's supposed to have sort of these sort of electro uh, sort of mods on them. They're calling moto mods. And with that, there is supposed to be able to connect uh, different connections with it on the back of the phone. So you can add a uh, camera attachment, stereo speakers, a um, few other different things. Uh, they're calling a moto sort of XZ. Uh, well, the phone, we either call them or XZ, but that's sort of what they're putting with it. They probably have all six of these sort of planned to, to go with this. And interesting, it's we're seeing this modular sort of push sort of happen. But my thoughts are, is this where we really want to go? Do people really want to do this? You know, you know if you think about it, um, what's the other thing that you can kind of customize and kind of pick your own parts and do everything you want to do and take things in and out? That's typically a PC. And not everybody builds a PC. A lot of people just buy what they can get off the shelves. And when they want something new, they just kind of buy something new after it kind of runs out because the pricing there right now is, is a lot better than sort of used to be. The PC is kind of, you know, that all depends upon what range you're getting into. But just kind of follow me here with this. When you look at something like uh, these modular phones and you get all these extra parts and, and being able to swap these parts in and out, are people really going to want to do that after a year or two with the way smartphones are now? They're, they're, they're much cheaper. They're coming out much faster. Um, and, and while some people may like a phone, is that part going to cost at the right price point that it's worth for somebody to swap out, you know, a camera module that they had, they had last year's camera module. Now I get this year's camera module that's in the new phone. Or they just go jump and get the new phone. Now I know uh, pricing and devices is, is, is still expensive on a $7,800 range or so sometimes depending on getting one of the high ones, but getting to the low 100, 200, $300, $400 price range a lot more often. Now here in the U S we have, you know, sort of the, uh, installment plans. A lot of people are getting those, uh, annual upgrade plans where you're just paying the pretty much paying the companies directly that make the phones to um, upgrade every single year, uh, have the ability to upgrade every single year. And it's, I don't know if now modular phones will be the thing that people will want with all these sort of things in place here. I, I see a place for it, but it might be a niche thing. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. It just had me thinking about it. It's something I think three years ago when we weren't in the space we are with smartphones now, and if it would have came out, I think it would have been really cool. I think a lot of people would be looking to grab that modular phone and be able to upgrade the components as they want to, swap things out as they want to. But you can build so many great things inside a smartphone now. Um, we've had great strides, and, and you've definitely seen that um, definitely from Samsung's Galaxy S series, especially the 6, the 7, and, and the Note 4 and Note 5. You see some great strides in the things they've been able to build into that. Um, LG's been doing a good job with that. You know, Obviously, um, the iPhone's been doing some good things there, too. Uh, HTC's been doing some good things, and we've seen some seen some good stuff from other smaller uh, manufacturers such as Blue and such. And and I'm not quite sure the modular, it's, it's a cool thing. Don't get me wrong. I, I really think it's cool, but I'm not sure the pricing is going to be there for it to be people willing enough to say, I want to hold on to this device for another year. I just want to swap out this piece. I think some people will do that. But if that camera costs another 100 or $200 just to swap out to get this year's model, aren't you just going to want to just go ahead and go ahead and just buy the full this year's model or just upgrade to it if you're on an annual upgrade plan. But the, the, the modules that might swap out might be just cheap enough that you can do that. But I don't know. Well, let me know your thoughts on that. I'm not quite sure what I see with that, but I, I don't want to say modular phones are, are maybe a little bit too late. I think there is a space for them, 
But I'm wondering if that space is sort of shrinking down and isn't as big as it might have been if it had been out just a little bit sooner. And now for our third and final topic here in the big three. This one's a really cool one that I, I really like. This is the Waver Labs wearable translator. It's it's that, um, I don't know if you've seen the ad for it or not. It's this sort of, uh, I'll bring this up here just a second. It's sort of this um, small little earbud that fits into your ear. And it, it, I think they call it the Pilot. And um, it's Bluetooth and you can actually get another one to sort of work as sort of a stereo uh, headphone if you want to use a Bluetooth speaker, but a uh, Bluetooth headphones rather. But the Pilot is the, the main point of this product is that it actually breaks language barriers. It will actually translate in real time someone speaking another language to you. You hear it in the head in, in the earpiece as a language that you're used to, your native language. I think this is one of the most epic things that's coming out right now. And I wish it was getting more press. I don't think it's getting as much press as it should. I'm pretty sure it's getting some, but this is this is really innovation. And this is something that's huge. Breaking the language barrier like this, where you you can just buy a pair of earbuds and you and another friend can just talk to one another and bam, you know, they understand you and their language, you understand in your language, and it's supposed to be in real time. It uses some uh it's not a lot a lot on here on it. It, it, it has uh, sort of some software it uses on the smartphone to sort of translate. It has to, I'm pretty sure it has to go through the web and such like that to be able to do that. I'm pretty sure it's going to need an internet connection to work with it. They've done about two years of research and development on it. It's really just kind of just a splash page, uh, sort of landing page on here. Not a whole lot about it. I know they're doing some early bird stuff, sort of uh, sort of getting people excited about it as, as sort of they're going to do a limited pre-sale. So there's no, no real, we're on the pricing just yet. But this is where... I, I, this is where we're seeing cool innovation on things, not necessarily in smartphones or gaming devices or uh, computers, laptops, things of that nature. It's this. This is changing how we communicate with each other as a culture, being able to speak to each other in our own native tongue and one understands the other and it's real time and it's just like a casual conversation from what I've seen so far from it. They had like a small demo on here, small video demo on here of it and it's pretty cool it's, it's it's just like i'm thinking about how that could work and it's there's so many applications that can be used for it there's so many different things that could be done done with that travel and tourism is a big thing that can be done that, that can be used for uh and classrooms and school and education that can be used for just going out hanging out with friends maybe going on on that date with that person you found at a coffee shop you have limited language you have a language barrier there but that can kind of maybe break the language barrier you can maybe even teach uh maybe help teach different languages sort of by doing this and in some ways as well too but this is epic and this is big and i could really see this going somewhere and i'm really excited about it and let me know your thoughts on it i i, I really like the, the ability to just kind of put a little translator in. it's very almost star trek like you'd almost expect to see this on star trek i'm pretty sure this was on an episode of star trek you can just put this in your ear connect to your phone and just talk and have that conversation it's just it's, it sort of takes me back a little bit like wow that's really cool and we're finally getting to these really cool things here but let, let me know what you guys think on this sort of topic here about sort of breaking the language barrier pretty cool so this is Bowman here from uh, BW1.com, and that is the big three, the big three topics I wanted to talk about today. Uh, thank you for listening, and um, if you've listened this long here, this is our pilot episode, and we'll be tweaking things as we go along. We'll be adding different topics, maybe we'll add maybe a guest every now and then, just depends on how we do it. Not quite sure on the schedule just yet, I'm kind of working 
that out, but I want to get a couple of pilot episodes out there. Um, we have some cool things coming up at BW1.com, some new things coming up on the, the website and such. So stay tuned for that um, later, probably later this weekend. We'll have some more videos for you guys, of course. Um, and just uh, stick with us. We're all about giving you great quality content, talking about stuff in uh, tech, gaming, gadgets, and kind of they'll, they'll kind of uh, float around as much as we can about the things that uh, we enjoy here in this world. So this is Bowen from BW1.com. And if you haven't, be sure to uh, connect with us, subscribe here on SoundCloud and uh, or add this to your uh, podcast so you can get us every week. If you want to check us out on our social networks, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, uh, Instagram, all those are connected as uh, BW1 and BW1.com. If you search for that, we'll also probably have some links available. You guys can just jump to, to grab us to follow us on there. Also, be sure to, uh, can, like I said, connect with us everywhere else. And that's pretty much it. So this is the pilot episode of The Big Three. And like I said, thank you for listening. And always remember to live your tech world and high definition. Thanks for listening.